Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to After Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin, except no subject. Hello dear listeners, welcome to another edition, yet another edition, I should add, of Achtung Millwall. My name is Nick Hart. You're listening, for what it's worth, to the best Millwall podcast in town. I'm speaking to you in a very downbeat style, I apologise. It's been a very disappointing weekend to be a lion. Um, just looking at the results from earlier on this Sunday lunchtime, a win, an unexpected win I suppose for Sunderland, which has finally given them the points to push us out of the top six. So the four playoff spaces we've finally been pushed out, as we deserved for some while, in truth. Um, we're now sitting in seventh on goal difference from Sunderland, who occupy the uh, the sixth spot now. Um, we're speaking in the aftermath of yesterday's extremely poor loss up at Wigan. Um, I was actually toying with the idea of whether to do a show or not, listeners, Um I found to this doing this edit today to be quite tough. Um, I, I found that I lacked energy for it. Um, probably as much as the, as the players showed lethargy and um, couldn't care less yesterday. I suppose that's infected me slightly. But anyway, the voice of duty has called and although I'm under no obligation to do shows, um, I suppose I do feel a moral obligation at least to put out uh, one of the final editions of Achtung Mill for the season. Um, so, yes, I went up to Wigan yesterday, along with 1,200 other hardy souls, in the hope, the perpetual hope, that Millwall would not let you down when the biggest stakes are on the table. Um, now, I did do my usual live live uh, stream of consciousness. I'm going to take you over to that shortly. Then we're going to listen to uh, some of the voicemails sent in by the chaps. Um, a rather noisy and poorly recorded um, post-match reaction that I did, sat sitting in possibly the world's worst uh, Weatherspoon pub, which is in Wigan, a um, place that seemed to have ketchup everywhere. Everywhere you moved, there was flecks of ketchup. I don't know what they do up there. But um, anyway, I had an hour or so to kill before my train back to London, so um, I recorded some post-match thoughts, which, again, I wasn't going to include, but I think they have a certain certain something, certain je ne sais quoi. And then we'll be back after that with some final thoughts for this weekend where I personally believe Millwall's playoff hopes, if they weren't dead already, certainly flickered out into uh, the twilight zone. Anyway, over to Wigan. Achtung, Millwall. 
Welcome, 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 dear listeners. Welcome to the DW Stadium in deepest Wigan. We've gone up north. Yes, indeed. Such is the uh, high tension of the mill season that I've actually been enticed onto a train, listeners, which has uh, been a rare event for some while now. There have been a few away games, but they've been all been car-based, and uh, this one's been a train one. It's been uh, not a bad journey up here, in all honesty. I'm sitting in the DW Stadium, which is awaiting for the two teams to enter the pitch. The Lions, of course, have been doing their best to derail their own season over the last few games. That awful midweek result at home to Birmingham, living um, long in the memory for a couple of days afterwards. Your Lions this afternoon, dear listeners, Jules Long in goal, Scott Malone, Jake Cooper, Sean Hutchinson, uh, Danny Mack. Mid uh, defensive two will be Billy Mitch, Jules Saville. Uh, change, Callum Styles. I thought looked pretty good amongst a, a fairly, um, you know, a desert on, on Tuesday night. Styles coming in, and uh, the usual is Ian Fleming. Oliver Burke retains his place amidst some discussion online. Up front, Tom Bradshaw. Um, it's do or die, listeners. Um, we were rapidly approaching the season's end, rather like the old buffers at Charing Cross Station, and um, we've got a win here today. I don't think there's anywhere else to go. We can't keep on depending on other results and we can't keep on conducting ourselves in the manner of the, uh, the finish of the Italian job with the coach hanging over the side of the cliff. Hang on, fellows, I've got one more idea. That was a very poor Michael Caine impression. And here come the two teams. Sitting on the middle bench this afternoon, Bart Bill Kosky, George Evans, Jamie Shackleton, Duncan Rockmore, Mason Bennett, Andreas Vogelsammer drops to the bench and Roman Essay. Lions will be wearing red and black this afternoon. We're going to believe in their traditional blue and white stripes. This is actually my first trip to Wigan, listeners. Strange uh, bucket list, haven't it? A trip to Wigan. But it's true. For some reason, I can't recall now, I didn't make it to the, the uh, infamous playoff in the uh, third division, League Two, Division Two, whatever it was back in 1999, 2000. I just don't think I've ever made it up here for various reasons. Blue, blue and white shirts, not stripes for, for Wigan. Um, yeah, so it's um, not exactly a bucket list trip, but I finally made it to Wigan. Not a bad stadium, in truth. It's uh, four fairly functional, quite high. It's one one, um, one angled stand, so they go quite high. I've got a decent view, I'm sitting at the north stand which is the away end. It's all con uh, in conjunction with a huge retail park. I just partook of a, of a Burger King, keep you informed of my uh, culinary habits. We're going, of course, with the bogeyman, James McLean playing for them. They're rock bottom of the table. Yeah, similar to the Birmingham situation, listeners. If we can't beat these, given that we still somehow have the shot at Premier League football on our table. If we can't beat these in these circumstances this afternoon, we don't deserve to be in the frame. Whether we do deserve to be in the frame or not is another question. It's going to be Millwall attacking the away end in the first half. I don't think the Venerable Beat spoke about Wigan. It's going to be Zian Fleming to kick us off. Fairly sparse crowd in there, as befits a team that's um, looking almost certain to be relegated. If we win here today, I think they are relegated, but they have certainly up against it, even if they get a result, they're still up against it. But anyway. Oh, here we go, Zian kicks us off. There is a drum in the house, listeners. 
I've got my Lavalier mic on. I don't know if it picks up some of the um, for crowd noises at times. I'm hoping it does. Millwall don't need a drum, reply the Lions fans. No, they don't. 1,200 have come up here today, assisted by the, the Megabus Lions uh, one-pound coach rides. I looked at that, but it was a 7.45 start from the den, and that's um, a bit of a murderous start with uh, a four-hour coach ride on your hands. No, I didn't fancy getting over to the den at quarter to eight in the morning and then uh, finishing up at the den, I suppose. I don't know if they drop you off anywhere. I've never really done the coach. I did it once, tell a lie. I did it once to... Um, Goodison Park when we played up there in the League Cup in the early 2000s I decided I wouldn't ever do it again because it's a bit of a ride from hell anyway give a big shout out to everyone that's taken the one pound coach up here today I opted for the, uh, the civilised 11.30 train out of Houston I haven't got the, the stats to hand I'm woefully all prepared for this trip listeners you expect better out of me and I failed to deliver but normally I'd have the stats to hand but we had a huge number of shots didn't we on Tuesday night and we failed to execute any of them that's been the story of our season. Gary Rowett was saying to the London News Online how he doesn't understand the criticism that came Oliver Burke's way. Um, I think certainly Oliver Burke has recently had some better form compared with what we've seen from him. I still don't think he's world beater, but um, Gary Rowett uh, told the News Online that he was causing problem, uh, problems for Birmingham. He started again today, so... I think he's in for the uh, remainder of the campaign, however long that is. Oh, it's a poor ball for the, the much-trumpeted distribution skills of Jules Long there. Put it straight past Danny Mack in the touch, five minutes in. One of the uh, the tags of... Is uh, it the right word? No, probably the wrong word, really, tag. I don't know why I said it. The, one of the watchwords of late has been that Millwall have been very wasteful, in my opinion, with some of our passing. I don't think any of that... I'd have to rewrite that again if I uh, set in pen to paper. Incidentally, I've uh, got a message from Neil Fissler coming up to the ground today. RIP is due to uh, a character from the way days, uh, the den, Colblow Lane, the old days, Lottery Larry. I, I don't know the man's real name. Um, he's only ever known as Lottery Larry. He's one of the den's old characters. I understand he's passed away in a care home very recently, so um, that's very sad news. Uh, I never knew the man himself, so I can't, I can't give you much more than that but um, I do know the name Lottery Larry and it's another figure from our past that's faded away now so uh, rest in peace Lottery Larry we look nervous listeners I suppose the situation is nervy we've not played particularly well we had a, a half decent win over Preston but sometimes the uh, performance there was not spot on in my opinion that's going to run through to the uh, mill goalkeeper Jules Long if it wasn't for McLean and his um, panto kind of figure It'd be a very, very flat atmosphere in the ground, to be quite honest, listeners. There's a ball down the right side channel. We'll persist him with a long ball forwards for Tom Bradshaw to run onto. Collected, as you might expect, by the Wigan defence. Nine and a half minutes in. Just looking through my notes to myself to mention uh, self-harm in a Millwall context. And a, I don't know, I'm not sure that's the quite um, the right way to put it, but I'm talking about the losses at Hull, the loss at home to Huddersfield, obviously Birmingham in the week. Self-harm, I've put to myself. It's like a conversation spark, sparker. Um, yeah, OK. I think I might have to rework that. Richard Corley writing for the uh, Southern, uh, Southern, South London Press. London News Online. 
asks, have wall hit the wall? We're talking about the marathon, uh, under marathon, of course, tomorrow. Um, just three games remaining, and the prospect of finishing outside the top six is uh, doesn't really bear thinking about, as he as he puts it. I, I, I think that's the I think that's the thing. There's been a few comments online um, about how uh, well we've done by Mill standards. You know, historically, this will be one of our best ever seasons if we finish inside the top six. This is Wigan coming down the right side. Comes towards 13 minutes. Balls in from the right side. That's battered away. 1-0 Wigan. Right-sided cross. Long palms into the path of the Wigan striker. That's 1-0 to Wigan as he slams home. Millwall maintain their poor form so far. Break down the right. Cross in from the right side. And Long puts it in the path of the oncoming striker. There we are. There's a question for this squad. Did I have the bottle for it? Sadly, so far, the question, the question has been answered no. It's been a pretty average start and we've been caught out with a fairly basic cross into the centre and, and once again poor, um, poor defending, collectively. Huge punt forwards from Sean Hutchinson. Rather aimless punts, in all honesty. They're just lumped forwards towards Tom Bradshaw. It'd be good if we had Paul Moody out there, but not good with Tom Bradshaw. Someone said, I think, in one of the shows that we did the other day, um, other teams have sussed us out. I think, I think we are easy to work out. We're not very um, sophisticated other than this lump forward approach. We have nothing else. And so far in, in the half, not quite at the halfway point in the first half, but we've shown nothing, literally nothing coming forwards. Zian getting uh, challenged very early on in every move. Teams clearly know that he's a danger man and not to give him any time. I think that's called football management. Incidentally, as I walked around the uh, stadium outside, um, a figure passed me, I believe, was Callum Davidson, the ex-assistant manager at Millwall, who went northwards to St Johnston. I believe he got sacked from St Johnston. So whether he's looking for a job, I don't know. But that move breaks down. This gives Wigan a chance to break through. Danny should cut that out and does. Jules Long going into eccentric zone, almost trying to beat the man on his left side there um, I don't know some really poor play by Millwall no, the 19 given the ball by a very sloppy header from Jake Cooper that's put wide and should have been a goal should have been a goal somehow he was gifted the space and time by Jake Cooper he had the whole goal to poke into and he managed to put it right, wide left 21 minutes halfway through the first half um, shocking start by Millwall listeners we just don't look on it at the moment. We need to liven this up sharpish, otherwise you can um, expect your championship football next season, not any kind of shot at Premier League. Defensively, we've been looking very nervous for a few games now, in truth. Today, certainly. Um, why is that? I suppose the loss of Cresswell, maybe he'd made the, butt, the position his own. He's not going to come back to us this season, or maybe not at all. But... Um, the return of Hutch hasn't been quite the return of the prodigal son that we hoped for, listeners. At the moment, there's not much in the way of straws to, to clutch onto for us. I'm sounding very downbeat, listeners, and I apologise to you for listening to a show where, so far, there's very little happy news for you, but um, you've got to call it as you see it, as I said in the previous show. We look very poor, 
very, very poor. And it's not just being a goal down, we just look nervous on the ball. I think maybe the situation has got too big for us and we don't know how to play it. We're just looking second best to everything at the moment. The ball's not falling to our red shirts and Wigan are looking, um, not well beaters, but they're just doing the basics right. Getting crosses in that look uh, are flighted dangerously. And they have a striker in the 10 who looks like he's lively. We keep possession. This is now Malone again, back on the centre circle. That's just lumped up in the air with very little in the way of art to it. And the goalkeeper collects underneath um, Callum Styles, who's a fairly diminutive character, listeners. Mill fans are not happy with what they're seeing. 1,200 have made the journey up here to support this team. And as I just heard there, it is shit at the moment. That's a good, accurate description. We try and aim for something a little bit more... Um, erudite on this show we try and aim you know elevate the thing but unfortunately sometimes the word shit is all you can come up with because that's what we're seeing at the moment Richard Corley mentions the um, fact that the first goal has been critical in the way Mill games have played out in the 14 games the Mill have lost five of their last six defeats have been by a 1-0 scoreline their opponents having scored first in 13 of the 14 losses for the season of our 18 wins 16 are where we scored first so that doesn't bode, bode well for today, does it? That's not cheered me up, any. Looking at that little stat. The travelling support is getting restless. You can hear it, listeners. Yeah, right, sir. I was taken aback. It was a friendly steward. He said, all right, sir. It took me aback. A bit like being on the tube when someone says hello to you. You don't know what to do. It's a London thing, foreign listeners. Friendliness, we don't know how to deal with it. We're farting around, basically. I'm trying to find some light in the darkness at the moment. As Mill piss about with the ball going backwards in possession. Zian Fleming now on the left. This is Callum Styles again. What can he do? He looked quite artful. Little ball in. Tom Bradshaw. Rado! Tom Bradshaw slaps. Puts the ball into the middle. There's Joe Savile from close. One eight Mill wall. Nice take. Nice move. Down the left side, crossing from Tom Bradshaw into the path of George Tavel from close range. One each, 29 and a half minutes. First moment of anything that's remotely threatening by Millwall. That's got us back into a game that we really, really do need to be winning, listeners. You don't need me to keep saying that, do you? Just by way of a touch of humour as the goals lighten my mood somewhat, um, I got myself a cup of coffee downstairs at the uh, catering bar. Young girl asked me if I wanted white or black coffee, so I went for white. So far, so good. So she gives it over to me, £2, uh, something, 50 I think it was. I touched it in, and I picked up what I thought was brown sugar to put in the coffee. And they're all looking at me like I'm some kind of nutcase. And, uh, well, what's, what's the problem? You know, I know I'm in a stranger in a strange land here. So I've tried to open up the brown sugar, as I thought it is. I was just about caught it. It was brown sauce, listeners. I was trying to put brown sauce in my, my coffee. Oh, how we all laughed at my, at my uh, silliness. I managed to retrieve it just before I last dollop of HP. So HP was going to go into my cup of coffee. Young girl laughed at me. I said, you'll, you'll be like this one day. You wait. What's the make of the game so far? It's been a pretty scrappy game, in all fairness. Um, free kick there. For, I think that'll be a yellow card for Callum Styles in midfield. Pulled the 28 down. Um, it's been 
both sides have not exactly excelled in uh, the beautiful game. I suppose Wigan will feel they've done better. And I think I'd have to agree with, with that assessment. 36 minutes in. This is Wigan coming down on the left side. That wasn't a bad ball into the 28. His control just about let him know. He would have had to have been very good to bring that under control. And I think it just got away from him there. But it was a moment we had free space on our left side going into the penalty area. The only victories we've had where we haven't scored first will be the wins over Coventry and West Brom so far this season. We'll wait to see what goes on here, of course. But um, that's an interesting statistic. I know you come to the show for stats like this, listeners. We are... We pride ourselves on our command of the stats. Here's an image for the older, the older uh, listener. I'm trying to think of um, metaphors for the mess we've been making lately of our season. I, I came up with the, uh, the, the image of Adam Faith playing Budgie in the opening sequence, which I always remember as a kid. Never really liked the series, but I love the opening uh, titles where Budgie, like a wide boy type, was um, chasing after loads of fivers swirling around in the wind in the street, and he can't get any. That's been us lately. This is our mill come down the left side. Oliver Burke now on the left. Ball into the across the face of the goal. That was almost Callum Styles at the far post. Good chance, good move. More like it, listeners. 39 and a half minutes. Callum Styles sliding there just inches away from tapping that one home. So yeah, Budgie chasing fibers and he can't get any of them. Get rich quick screen, man. I think. Anyway, that's enough about Budgie. Charlie. Charlie Endell, wasn't it? Budget, budget. This may mean nothing to listeners under the age of uh, 40. They haven't looked mega dangerous, but they've certainly shown a willingness to run at our defence, which has caused a little bit of um, jingle jangle, as the tambourine man would have had it. A little bit of jingle jangle in our defence. Winning here, a free kick on the right side of the penalty area. It's uh, 44 minutes, last few seconds of the first half. Should be a bit of added time, I would expect. It's powered in a high and over the bar. I would regard that as a waste if I were a Wigan fan, which thank God I'm not. Not much chance to see a huge amount of Wigan as I've come out of the station. I've walked down uh, Wallgate, I think, is the, uh, is the street under the railway bridge, and then basically you're walking past a series of motor car dealerships, um, and then a, a huge retail park here at the, um, uh, the DW kind of zone, DW stadium zone. A um, few fine examples of industrial architecture, if I can just maybe change the tone of the podcast for a moment. But I do get a sense, over with so many, so much of our country, listeners, of um, an industrial heritage that's gone. I, I don't know what sustains Wigan this day, in this day and age, but um, motor car dealerships, from what I could see. Slight slowness to us at times. We, um, we don't want the kind of madcap pace, but we seem to be slow and casual. Thankfully, Scott Malone draws a free kick there because he's just given it straight back to the 20, uh, 28, I think it is, on the halfway line. Gives me a free kick just in the last 30 seconds of added time. It's on the uh, left as we attack. Scott Malone's going to take. Chance to get it into the mix for Jake Cooper to be rugby tackled. This is a rugby league town. This is a rugby league venue, so maybe they uh, employ rugby league rules on Jake Cooper only. Anyway, in it comes from uh, Tom Bradshaw. He's been manhandled. It falls in almost into the path of nothing being given. He was manhandled there. Mill players surrounding the referee, asking what's got to happen for something to be given against Jake Cooper. The 28 wants to give a bit of lip as well. There's half-time, listeners. There's one each. 
Um, we've done well to get ourselves back into a game that was feeling like it was um, numb. Um, there we are, one each at the halftime. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Achtung, Mailball. Big shout out to the DJ. Seven days is too long. Which featured, of course, Northern Soul Classic. Featured on the uh, Dex's Midnight Runners album, Searching for the Young Soul Rebels. Shout out to the Wigan DJ for that one, dear listeners. A few conversations around me during the half-time break, talking about the quality of the Millwall side. Do we have it? Are we good enough? I mean, it's, it was a very poor start to that first half, listeners. Um, livened up with the equaliser and then one move where I take my hat off to the uh, Oliver Brooke and that uh, break forwards desperately unlucky by Callum Styles not to touch that in but otherwise I don't know the the, uh, the persistence with lumping it forward straight down the middle to Tom Bradshaw looks a little bit um, one dimensional anyway we're back out for the second half now Huge half of football for Millwall. I mean, um, restate the blindingly obvious. There's a nothing less than Premier a shot at Premier League football is on the table. We have looked at times well, we've lacked urgency in the first half. We've done well to get ourselves back into a game that's been put straight into touch by Scott Malone. 
So that's not a good start, is it? Um, if we fail to motivate for this this situation against a, a Wigan side that has not looked world shattering, they are rock bottom of the table. They've done their basics right. They haven't looked um, brilliant, but if we struggle and don't beat these, then we, we frankly don't deserve to be in the frame. Wigan pressing down their left, Millwall right. Ball in from McLean to the far side of the penalty. This is 19. Ball back into the danger zone. It falls to McLean. Slammed into the back side of Danny Mack. For a right left side of corner, McLean giving a bit of um, jeering up to the Millwall crowd. Showing his arse to them now. Left side corner. The eight takes. Punched into uh, a. a an insipid zone. We're going to have the ball back now by the, by the left side. Corner ball in from McLean. Ball's bouncing around. Poor defence. Bouncing around the middle. Six yard zone. Somehow we get it clear. Bloody hell. We look very, very nervous in defence, dear listeners. Danny Max taking a bang on the head there. I've got to say, Sean Hutchinson is not looking half the player at the moment that he did prior to the injury. Um, the ball was bouncing around in the in the uh, six-yard box there for Wigan. Somehow we we we, we dodge a bullet there. Zian pressing home at the uh, Wigan end. Now this is this is uh, Malone. This is Styles, Savile, Burke. Zian Fleming takes some turns. Fires a shot on target. That's battered around for left-sided corner. Good stuff, Zian. Nice take and turn there. Bradshaw with a, a, a scuffed cross, effectively. Falls to Scott Malone, there's the penalty area. The goalkeeper somehow gets a foot down to a shot. It was, uh, it, Malone picks it up from a poor clearance there. Firing it in on target and the goalkeeper rushing back. Got a, a left-sided uh, corner. Got his leg down to it for a left-sided corner. 50 minutes. Wigan manager Sean Maloney wants to make it uncomfortable and relentless for us. They, they've not done a bad job, in, in fairness to them, for a bottom-of-the-table side. Um, they are not brilliant by any stretch. But they have um, got the ball down the wings. They've attacked us on the flanks. Well, we've looked a bit jittery, in all honesty. We've looked nervous in defence for a good few games for me now. I don't know what you think, listeners. Wigan there in space, coming down the middle, Jake Cooper in front of the man, this is the 10, ball overlapping, this is McLean on the right side, that's cross that was a bit scuffed, it's into the middle, somehow George Long takes off the head of the 10 and the 28 and one of our defenders, it's causing more harm than good in there, I think that was Sean Hutchinson, 56 minutes, nervy moments dear listeners, nervy moments, Joe Savile fires it at Tom Bradshaw. Back to goal. These are difficult balls to be giving Tom Bradshaw. I don't understand these tactics, listeners. I know we don't have any other striker. I, I don't understand that. But anyway, we don't have any other striker, so we've got to use Tom Bradshaw to his best ability. But I'm not sure using him as a back-to-goal target man is his best ability. He's a goal poacher. He's a goal sniffer. Use him for those situations. He's not bad. Top scorer, 15 goals. I read that the last game of the home game of the season versus Blackburn Rovers on May the 8th, the Monday afternoon game. Uh, is that Coronation Day? I don't know, May the 8th. 
um, is a set near a sellout now, Blackburn Rovers. I think there's just a couple of thousand tickets remaining. Posted on Twitter yesterday by the Mill Twitter, uh, Mill Ticket Twitter feed. Let's hope there's something, um, something on the agenda for it because at the moment, one each, we are doing our best to contrive to let Budgie's fiver slip through our fingers, just to return to that metaphor. Savile, centre circle. He's got styles inside of him. This is Savile once again. Not huge amounts of movement, listeners. He looks up. Savile looks up for options, and there really aren't many options. I suppose the question I'm going to pose to you, all you listeners, um, this, this kind of lump it forwards, backs to goal to our creative players like Burke, like Bradshaw, is that the best use of their talents? Can we do better than that? I don't know. I suppose Gary Rowett must take the view that that is the only way we're going to progress in this division. That's a throwing down uh, below me. McLean trying to push Roman Essay out of the way. Got a little bit shirty. So we're ticking towards the halfway point of the second half, 66 minutes. Um, defensively, Mill rather clinging on at the moment. Still one each, obviously. Uh, we've looked better going forwards without really carving out clear-cut chances. But at the moment, our main worry is keeping Wigan out. And, um, well, for a team that's going for Premier League football, potentially, we've really not looked apart for me. But anyway, do we have the bottle for it, listeners? That's my question. Do we have the bottle? I think we may, as a squad, have reached the limits of our um, skill. What's the word I'm searching for? Quality, that's the football word, isn't it? Ball bouncing free here. This is the 11 on the, uh, the McLean on the right side. The ball's into the box, that's headed clear. But uh, Wigan picking up the second ball's a lot. A lot of clearances going through blue shirts. So yeah, my question is, do we, do we, do we have the quality, really? Um, these are cup tie situations, and we've played at times in a very, very um, switched-off mode. Nice work there. This is Callum Styles bringing away from the left side of defence. No running, no space. Jules Savile's inside him. Mill move breaks down, giving Wigan the chance to break forwards now. They will feel to themselves to be going for it. Mill are relinquishing control of the football very, very easily, very cheaply. And no one watching this can be particularly happy with what they're saying. Looks like Watmore is ready to come in. Looks like SA is ready to come in. That may give us a bit more quality on the ball. We'll see what changes that Gary Rowett makes. This is a right-sided corner. Meantime, 69 minutes approaches. Then it comes. It's headed upwards. Hoofed away by Callum Styles. Bradshaw. Bradshaw coming out. Okay. I presume Oliver Burke to play as a striker. Don't understand that one, listeners. We're struggling for goals and we take our top scorer off the pitch. I don't get that. 70 minutes. Oh, it's a poor ball uh, at the moment from Malone. Gives the 19 the ball on the uh, right side. 30 spreads play. This is the uh, 21. Ball comes in from the left side. Oh, the 10 puts a screamer past the boy. I think he would have been offside. Thankfully, somehow he's put that wide left. Open goal in front of him, but I think it would have been offside. I don't know what we're playing at the moment. It looks like it's Oliver Burke up front with SA on the right of the three. The, mid, the attacking three, what more on the left, the attacking three. So it looks like we're going to use Burke as a sole striker. 
Oh, the goalkeeper's cleared the ball, he's bounded into what was Harris. That's probably his most creative moment so far, with the ball banging into his backside. But I keep saying it, eight minutes now, and for Millwall at least, Premier League football remains on the table. As laughable as that might sound. Ball falls, Vogel somehow, just about halfway inside the Wigan half. He's got SA, he's got, uh, now this is Billy Mitch, Danny Mack trying to combine. This is uh, Vogel. Does well to win a throw-in. Ticking towards the, the nearly the 83rd minute. It's going to be a right-sided long throw. Zian standard long throw. And it comes. It's into the uh, edge of the six-yard box in the air. Hoofed clear. Ball's bouncing back and forth down there like, um, like, a, like a, a, a pin table. Wigan on the break, though. Men spare in the middle. 30. 2-1. Time and space being given to Wigan players to pick their spot, listeners. There's a, a, a rush for the exit. Smill have got what they've deserved. Terrible defending, yet again. Um, as I just said, in my opinion, we've got exactly what we've deserved. We've not looked anywhere near good enough across the whole game, in my opinion. We haven't looked good enough for some while. Since the season has got serious, we've gone to pieces. It may or may not reflect back on the squad. It it, no, it, don't. it reflects back on the squad, which is not good enough. It reflects back on Gary Rowett, because I think he may have reached the point where he's gone as far as he can go. To have so much on the table and then to let it slip so lightly, I think, you know, I, I will take the point all day long as a, anyone that's looked at Mill history. This is one of our highest positions to finish in. Um, but to let it all get out of your fingers like we, like we have, um, shocking. I mean, to put it in a nutshell, we've come to the bottom table, the bottom of the table club, uh, conceded 60-plus goals this season, and we've not looked very good. So, you know, that probably sums up the situation in a nutshell, doesn't it, listeners? You know, we've had some good moments this season. The, the squad have raised their game cup-tie style against the likes of Sheffield United and uh, West Brom. But overall, we've been, we've been, we've come up short, we've been found wanting. And that's probably my uh, epitaph for the season. There's the final whistle. Finishes Wigan 2, Millwall 1. Awful. Very poor show by Millwall. Um, as I just said to the chap I was talking to there, we, we got exactly what we deserved out of a game that we never really looked at any point, did we? We, we never really dominated. Uh, Defensively nervous, uh, unimaginative going forwards, and um, very, very drab, very, very drab afternoon. So there we are from the DW Stadium. I'm going to go and make my way back to the railway station, see if I can get on an early train out of Wigan. Booze for the Millwall team as they come to the away fans, listeners. Danny Mack remonstrating, but honestly, that was not good enough. Achtung, Mailball. Hello. Hello, Nick. It's Matt Richards here, driving back down the M6. I've got a few people in the car with me. Hi, Nick. 
John Rankin here. Just driving back with Matt Richards after that woeful, shocking performance at the DW Stadium. Well, what can you say about that? Um, you know, I feel sorry for Gary Rowett. The players just didn't seem to want to try. They, when they were passing, they were standing still. They were static and flat-footed. It was just a poor, poor performance. I thought Ian Fleming was totally missing during the game. And personally, I would have taken him off after the first 20 minutes and put Mason Bennett on. Um, poor day on the road for Millwall. We can weren't a good team at all. And their second goal was, you know, sweet stuff a baby. So, I said after Huddersfield, that game was run, that race was over. And I stand by those words. I knew after the first 10 minutes that we weren't going to win that game. Even when we equalised, I didn't really go mad and celebrate because I thought, well, one fluke goal, a little moment of, you know, passing the ball and a nice bit of football, but we just reverted to normal. Slow build-up, static, laboured, no energy, no communication, no effort. So... Come on, you Lions. <laughs> yeah, no Premier League, I'll say as well. No so Premier League. No playoffs. I think um, it was just the first half an hour was just so woeful. Yeah, it was like John said, when we scored, it was almost like, so what? It was just awful. They were just passing, not moving. There was lack of confidence. Lack of ta- I mean, the tactics were just the same old lump ball. I know we'd laugh and joke about it, but... We're doing the same thing. We're playing the bottom team in the league. The bottom team. If you can't trust yourself to pass the ball and keep it and get the ball past the bottom team in the league, then we might as well give up. What's the point in trying? And I don't know. It was just just awful. But we're getting what we deserve, really. And when you think, you know, the last two games, are just I thought Tuesday was awful. Today was even worse. Um, it's, um, it's a depressing long drive home we've only got another 220 miles to go so not far to go um what can you do eh? um rufus do you want to say anything mate yeah i just want to say about that game about um i just feel like that you can see that we do have some quality sometimes but the confidence is just gone i've been saying it for a while just after huddersfield now we just don't look confident now and it feels like we're not wanting the playoffs like we seem to be up in there, but we're just not going for it anymore. Like, it, there's definitely something in the players' heads that's gone wrong because there is just no confidence in that team anymore. And we just, at times, we just don't look bothered anymore. Like, today, we weren't even trying to get the ball back. Well, apart from Bradshaw, obviously, because he works hard. We just didn't look like we wanted to try. We weren't trying to get the ball back. We just really wasn't bothering too much when we had the ball in possession. We kept getting depossessed and that. Just, no, just didn't look up for it today. Nothing that is the playoffs over, and I think that's the season over for another season. Now, what else we can really say about our game today? That was just awful. Every bit of it was awful. But, anyways, as I say, onwards and upwards, but not really much to look up at now. But KP, do you want to say anything, mate? All I can uh, say is that we was dire. Absolutely poor. No one wanted the ball. 
just, just, yeah. If we get playoffs, we are lucky, to be fair. They were rubbish. So I'm saying. There you go, Nick. That's the story from the M6. Well, we, I suppose we have to finish with uh, uh, a hopeful come on your lines, but I don't even know we've got the fucking energy for that, really. Not really. We're um, just, um, it looks like the season's over. But, um, yeah. Cheers, Nick. Cheers, Nick. Poor old Millwall. Can't play football. <laughs> and we couldn't today. Load of rubbish. Gurcha. Come on your lines. <laughs> Morning, Nick. Jim Hackett here. Um, thought I'd give it a... Overnight, before I'd sent in any comments about yesterday's game, um, in a season of highs and lows, I didn't think we could get any lower after Birmingham, but that um, yesterday was probably the worst performance I can think of in well since we've been back in the championship, definitely. But how the um, how the mighty have fallen for some of our players, I think, uh, looking at the team as a whole. We didn't start and we didn't finish and we didn't get anywhere throughout the whole game. I think in my memory from yesterday's game, the only person who could walk off that pitch with his uh, head up at all was the captain. I think uh, Hutchinson played his normal game, did everything he had to do, did it simply, did it well and uh, tried to get everybody else around him to do the same. But as for the rest of them, what a absolute shambles that was. It was one of those games where you can't even pick out a, a a bad point. The only good point we got was was when we scored the goal, but that was the only bit of quality. I think um, somebody else pointed out there was there was a, a cross from Burke that got in, but that was the only time we got Burke in the other game. I've just beggars belief to watch what we've done over the last five six games, where everybody was sort of confident. Uh, that we'd get there and, you know, we, we'd get there comfortably as it is now if we get there, which, again, I just hope we don't. I think the way things are going, if, if we got there and, and we had to play Luton, Middlesbrough, whoever, I think we'd uh, take a good eye in the way we're playing now. And it just, it beggars belief that that same group of players has got us to where they have and the management, because you, you can't excuse them for yesterday. I think the management yesterday of the game every time that they showed uh, Gary Rower and his staff on the bench it, it was looking clueless he he didn't look yesterday like he actually had the, the fight that they needed and the, the inspiration that he needed to give them at half time because once they went in at one all I thought second half they'll come out and uh, they'll start firing but you'd have thought Wigan were the ones going for a promotion and us we were the cannon fodder. And now that group of players have got us so far up the table this season, I've got no idea. Because if that's what we've got for next season in the Championship, you can only see us going one way, can't you? I think um, it was a real, real um, season-defining defeat yesterday to Wigan. How, how can you lose to Wigan, Hull, Huddersfield, all these teams at the bottom, and yet play so well against some of the other teams. It's it's such a shame. I can't I can't keep going on about yesterday's game because it's just um, it's soul destroying. And for those that went up there, I mean, the noise you were making was fantastic. You could tell it off the TV. It was like a soulless stadium, practically empty. But by the end, all you could hear was Wigan fans, you know, sort of crowing about the beating us and. Unbelievable. So well done to everybody that went yesterday. You must have had a terrible, terrible journey home. Um, 
like I say, it's one of those games where season-defining, and I think uh, where we go from here, I've got no idea. No doubt they'll go and beat Blackpool and uh, the other lot, Blackburn, on the, the final day of the season. But the way we're playing, I think it's uh, that was a step too far yesterday, wasn't it? Um, I think you've really got to question how much we miss Cresswell and how much we miss uh, Leonard, because you know with those two, at least they had a little bit of fight about themselves. And what Shackleton's got to do to get on the pitch, I've got no idea. Even the subs they bought on yesterday, I think everybody that stepped on the pitch yesterday, apart from Hutchinson, and, and to be fair, I'll give Billy Mitchell a, a crack there, because I think he tried as much as he could, but technically he was found wanting yesterday. But, you know, it wasn't lack of effort with him, but some of them were... You know, they collect their wages at the end of the season or at the end of every month. I'm, I'm going to be interested this month, but... I'm trying to be more positive, Nick, but I can't be. Two games to go. Thank God we're still in the fight with two games to go, but who'd have thought it after yesterday? Okay, over and out, and uh, come on, you Lions. We should be used to this by now, shouldn't we? Bye-bye. Hello, Nick. The host of um, the the number one Millwall podcast has summed it up a couple of times in a message to me and a message. I think I saw you post it on Twitter as well. Um, We're just not good enough. We haven't got enough good players. I, I think my frustration is I've enjoyed watching this team at, at, as a whole, this last five or six games. The manager's not given that group of players the chance to actually get results. I, 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 time and time again, I've said about long in goal, again yesterday. Um, you know, I, I was surprised not to see him get an assist for that goal. It was pathetic. Um, and we can say that there's there's ten other players, but I don't know, mate. I don't know. I just think we've got far too many average players and it was probably a little bit of a a miracle that we were where we were for so long. But having got there, let's actually make... Let's do the best we can with a group of players to get us over the line. And the last five or six games have been pathetic. I've seen people posting um, who actually went to the Wigan game that... um, you know, there was a lack of guts and a lack of desire. Sat in the warmth of my front room. I didn't quite see it like that, but I'm, I'm not going to disagree with, with the lads who, who took the took the time to go up there and all the expense and, and everything else. I just don't think... He's just run out of ideas, Rowie. I just... That, that punt up the middle. Nick, we can't pass a football. We can't control a football. We can't pass through midfield. We can't... You know, the one time... The one time we did it... Um, in the, in the first half, we, we equalise. But I think my concern is we are a very, very average team who's had a very, very good year. Um, Uddersfield beat us, Birmingham beat us, Wigan beat us. Um, they are the absolute epitome of, of poor to average sides. And, I mean, we never laid a glove on, on Wigan, really. It really hurts. It really fucking hurts. It, do you know, it's, it's that old Millwall saying, and it? It, it, it's the hope that kills you. I didn't really believe at the start of this year that, that we'd have a chance at the playoffs. But when you're three, four, five points in front of seventh, you think surely we can get over the line here. Surely we can get over the line. And of course, we just can't. We just can't. I have to say, as I said last week, January, quality of players that we've signed. Duncan Watmore, utterly pointless. Um, he took off. I'll say it again. Fifth in the championship, he takes off a striker and he hasn't got another one to put on. That is a that is a, a fucking dereliction of duty. That is 
That is gross misconduct by whoever is responsible for that. That is not fucking acceptable. Um, and I feel like a little bit of a mug, to be honest with you, to keep paying for our season tickets and keep getting fucked over like that. Um, that might sound a little bit weird, but I'm doing my bit. How can we have one striker at the club? I, I'm a little bit worried about next year as well, but we'll worry about next season, next season, mate. Um, I don't know. Um, fair play to every single one of you that went, um, whether it be by train, car, um, fair play to you. I seriously considered it, but I've, I've got to be honest, I, I didn't think we'd get anything up there and I really didn't want to face that journey back um, feeling how we all feel when we lose. Um, yeah, um, listen, still got two games left. <laughs> you, you never know, do you? I mean, as I'm recording this, Sunderland and, um, and West Brom are drawing. Um, you never know. You never know. But I think we do, don't we, mate? Anyway, come in your lines. Cheers, Nick. So, dear listeners, here I am sitting in the uh, moon underwater, which is the Wetherspoons in Wigan awaiting my uh, train which is um, a direct train but after seven o'clock so I'm killing a, an hour or so I suppose at the end of what was a shocking performance um, I'm still struggling as I nurse my second lager of the evening so apologies if you hear any, any slurring um, but I'm still shocked at the lack of um, drive and ambition that we saw from that Millwall side this afternoon. Now, after 50 years of following our club, I suppose I shouldn't be shocked, but I am, because naively I came up to Wigan today in the expectation that we'd give it a go. I mean, I, I can actually handle losing a game to um, a club like Wigan Athletic. They've had their highs, they've got their lows going on at the moment. I, I can um, I can accept that. <clears throat> and, you know, the, they've... They, they actually approached a game with the kind of mentality that I suppose I would have wanted to have seen from our Lions side. I didn't see any kind of drive or ambition or vim, anything you want from the players and let's say it from the management because the tactics this afternoon, which have been the same for some weeks now, let's be honest, we, we got lucky with that win over Preston but... Um, since the season got serious, I've just posted this on, on Twitter, so forgive me if I'm repeating stuff that you'll have seen already. I have a need to uh, unburden myself in the sad scenes of this Weatherspoons awaiting a train to go home. But since the season got serious, since we got into the top six and it started to feel real, the big time suddenly lurched into view, the money league of the Premier League became a real thing. Since then, our squad has really crumbled. Confidence-wise, we look very nervous on the ball today, across the whole side. I mean, I'm not going to particularly pick any players out because I think everyone to a man was playing at second best today. Now, why is that? Possibly. Um, some players can raise their game. The Americans have a saying, I've seen it in baseball, that there are big-time players. They come to the big situations they come to the big moments, they come to you know the, the winning runs, the, the, the baskets in tight spots, the, the touchdowns, you name it. They're big time, they come to the fore when the going gets tough. Now, none of us can say that about this middle side. I mean, there are some decent players amongst them. I think a lot of the players that we have raved about, uh, and I'm thinking here of Zian, 
and possibly Romano say when he did come in, didn't make much impact today. But I'm thinking also of other players that have won international caps. I'm talking about Danny. Um, solid, sound defenders like Jake Cooper, Sean Hutchinson. All of them are either at the level that they can perform to, which is championship level, or they have to find ways, in Zeon's case, I think, particularly, to raise their game. The teams have now worked out who the danger men are in the middle side. They work out the way that we will play and we will attack. Noticeably today, uh, Wigan identified our flanks as weak spots and came down, looked dangerous, you know, by, by I imagine Wigan standards. I, I did see they conceded over 60 goals, so they're clearly no great shakes, but they, we made them look good today. They've identified the areas and adapted their game to, to suit us. What we don't do, and I include Zian, I include um, the defence. Uh, we don't seem to we don't seem to adapt to the situation as it unfolds in front of us. Now that could be because that's the preserve of only the very very best players, top top level players. I don't know. Um, it could be that there's work to be done with management that can work on the game, their game, and work with players to take them to that next level. I think one or two have that within them. I certainly, I think Zian has. Certainly, I believe that Roman Essay has that um, next gear in him. Um, I think Danny Mack has that next gear in him, but he does need proper coaching, proper work. Now, I don't know whether this management regime has that, whether they're working at the maximum they can with the players they've got. I don't know. Whether they see potential for these players to to um, go up a notch I don't know I suppose these would be the hard conversations to be had in the ballroom over the course of the uh, next few weeks or so slurp of Carling Lago there um, all I know is that 1200 Millwall fans myself included gave everything they had to give today they traveled the length of the country in the hope that their Millwall side would take the game to the opposition and do or die well they didn't do that they just died and that as I sit here in my Wigan Weatherspoons just seems to be the saddest thing to say of all there we are dear listeners um, big thank you to everyone who's left voicemail messages uh, this will go out uh, tomorrow Sunday as uh, I'm speaking Saturday so it's Sunday um, can't think of anything else to say. I do feel it does feel like the season has reached its natural conclusion despite the trip to Blackpool and then there's this sell-out final day against Blackburn. There we are. Arriva Dirty Millwall. Bye for now. Welcome back, dear listeners, and thank you to all of the chaps for their voicemail thoughts. That's uh, uh, the boys in the car, Matt, John, Rufus, and the other chap. Um, also to Jim Hackett, to Bill Slack for the their ever welcome input. Um, really appreciate it, chaps. I, I really do. You really bring something different to the show. Um, what can we say, listeners? We've said it at the start of the show. We've said it all through the um, the live stream of consciousness. We've said it through the voice notes. We've said it online. Uh, we really got what we deserved yesterday. It was an awful, awful performance. Um, it was disrespectful to the travelling support not to have at least given it a go. I think I said in the pub that I can personally accept a defeat. You can, you know, there's no divine right that we go to places like Wigan and and get a result. But the manner in which we capitulated, such a 
a magnificent position for the club to have got into. The the stakes that have been on the table, the, the prospect of Premier League football, even though we've still got to get through, we still have to get through a playoff semi-final. Um, but to have a shot as, and to, to let that go so, so abjectly puts a very bad light on the squad, the players. And if I'm going to be honest, the management, because it's a combination of things. The manager can only send out his team with, with his instructions. They've got to execute it. Um, I'm not sufficiently football-minded to tell you the rights and wrongs of the current four-man, two-man, three-man, one-man um, formation. It's probably as good as any other formation. I don't think it makes an awful lot of difference, really. If the players don't play for you, then you can have the best formation in the world. And you're going to get beat. Um, yes, that's what happened yesterday. I mean, basically, Wigan just brought a more energetic style. They cared about it more than Millwall seemed to, and I don't understand. As I said in uh, the uh, the Wigan Weatherspoons, <laughs> um, I don't understand the mentality of letting that slip so easily, so lightly. I've picked up a few comments online just to uh, give you a flavour of the of, of the uh, online uh, vibe. You probably could have seen it all already, so you know. I'm not bringing you anything you don't know already, dear listeners. Um, one here I picked out from Adam Wicks, um, which I think captures it. He says, I have to commend the club for getting my hopes up. I have not felt as much anger at such a capitulation since I was 15, watching us get relegated to League One at Ipswich, having been top of the league at Christmas, only at Millwall, says Adam. Talking about the 95-96 infamous season, we've covered it on this show before. Any one of, one of us that lived through that will never forget it. Capitulation's a good word actually abject capitulation um message from steve steve lee private message but i think i don't think i'm breaching any confidences here steve i hope um steve says i think this run of poor results is down to uh, neil warnock's successful game plan they've been for huddersfield when they beat us one nil um other teams have replicated that approach um desperate teams for point you know uh, to points at the bottom of the table this is compounded by some of our own squad having barely 45 minutes in their legs. Probably run out of uh, must-win games now, so is it worth Gary Rowett starting SA, Shackleton and Watmore at the very least? I'm not sure I like Watmore, um, Steve. SA, Shackleton, yeah. Um, I mean, there are, there are many criticisms that you could level across the whole team yesterday. I, I don't know, in all honesty, I mean, there's obviously the, the online comment of picking out individuals. Um, I'm not sure about that because there were 11 individuals out there yesterday and really and truthfully, perhaps only Bradshaw, given the, you know, his, his um, unattainable brief of running himself into the ground up front, um, only he could really come out of it. Maybe Jules Savile to some level in midfield. He had nothing to work with. There were moments where in play, I think I said in my live stream, um, where he seemed to pause, look up, and there was no movement. Nothing was moving in front of him. And you could be Diego Maradona, and you know no one else is moving for you. You're going to get um, come out on the on the wrong side of the result. Um, SA didn't have much impact yesterday. He was given again his, his late late few minutes. Shackleton of lights. I mean, yeah, maybe maybe could come in from Danny Mac or something. I don't know. Um, Simon Hedge Pig um, talking about. Um, Decent championship teams do not keep losing to bottom clubs, says Simon. This is something we'll have to change if we want to move to the next level. This is a mentality change, I believe, Simon. And I've touched on it, I think, in the um, in the booze up. This is this big-time problem that we have when 
situations get um, when situations get to the serious point, we, we 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 don't handle it very well. We never have as a club, and I don't know um, that we've had. Well, we certainly haven't handled it very well this season, have we? I don't know whether we've got the the DNA to handle big time moments. Some clubs do. Um, we're forever a League One, lucky to be in League Two. Um, minded side and I think until you shake that until you start to expect to win and can get players of quality which will cost or you develop them perhaps I don't know um, but certainly at the moment we didn't have that mentality don't have that mentality and that's what's embarrassed us really um, Phil Clark um, went out 8 o'clock in the morning got back at 12 midnight He's, he says he's uh, this was all for one of the most insipid, soulless and lacklustre performances given the opportunity um, that he can remember for some time. Um, and I think we are going back as far as the relegation zone season that um, Adam mentioned at the start of this little piece there, Phil. Um, Phil continues, the players and management have let themselves and the fans down at a time when they had so much to play for and so much to look forward to to create Mill history. Um, Stan LDN says talking about Gary Rowett here because I think questions are raised about the players and I've said this a few times on the show I'll say it again questions over Gary Rowett's ability as a manager um, you know the, the players have a hand in it so does the management listeners because we've just pers- persevered with tactics that just have visibly not been working we've got lucky with a few results of late but for the most part we've just been so basic punting the ball forward and you know the expectation that somehow Tom Bradshaw is going to turn himself into a Paul Moody um, so limited I don't know TT says there are literally no positives to take away from today that's got to be up there one of the worst performances so it continues one last one John who meant who spoke in the um, the voice note um, bumped into Jules Savon and, and Jake Cooper at Warwick service station on the way back from Wigan yesterday um, he says they were generally gutted about today and it seemed very real, very painful for everyone. And um, there's a photo of John over by the KFC counter and putting his arm around um, Jules Savile. Um, there we are. It should hurt. It should hurt. Um, one more. Bish says Gary Rao is not the problem. It's the lack of ambition from the club, which is pitiful. We just simply can't compete with these other teams uh, until we're given the proper money to do so. Um I don't know. Uh, certainly, I think that's the close of any hopes of a, of the playoffs this season. I know we've got to go to Blackpool. Maybe there's a twist and turn in it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I can't see it. I think now that Sunderland are in the uh, the sixth spot, I get a sense that they are off that big club mentality. They are big time in that sense. They've pushed themselves into it with momentum. Um, as the old chart hit 45 years, they've got a bullet going up against them and an arrow downwards in our direction. There we are, dear listeners. Um, not sure what we're going to do for shows this week. Um, might do something over the weekend next week. And obviously it's a Friday night fixture for Blackpool. No, I'm not going up. There's a few people asked me yesterday. Uh, Wigan away was um, was one thing. I'm going up to Blackpool on a Friday night, quite another. I'll be watching it on the telly. Um, maybe, maybe we'll do one of those live Twitter spaces and uh, we can pick up a few comments from the fans out there. So perhaps we'll do that over next weekend. Whichever we do, we'll get something out before the end of the season. We've got one more home game, obviously, at home to Blackburn on May the 8th, which is a Monday fixture. Um, So anyway, we'll be back after next week's um, penultimate fixture. I couldn't think of the word there. I struggled trying to find that word, listeners. 
after next week's penultimate fixture league fixture of the season away at Blackpool, we'll be back. Uh, and then obviously for the final game of the season at home to Blackburn on May the 8th. So until the next edition of Acton Millwall listeners, thank you for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Arriva Dirty Millwall. Bye for now. Acton Millwall. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.